welcome to the Pockets of Hope podcast. I am your host, Molina June Pierre, and I'm so happy, as always, <laughs> happy and thrilled to be recording this uh, new episode of the Pockets of Hope podcast. It's always good to share a word with you, one that will pick you up, one that will encourage you, um, and one that will just help you on your journey, on your walk of life, um, your Christian walk, more specifically, just that faith walk. You know, we all need encouragement along the way. This world is not an easy road. It's not easy by any means. However, you know, our hope is in God. We know that we have a comforter in the Holy Spirit, and we know that we have a father in God who you know, is there with us. He never leaves. He's all knowing and he's a protector. He is a healer. He is a deliverer. And we thank God for the son, Jesus, who made a way possible, who is grace filled, um, you know, who is merciful, who has given us an avenue and a path back to God. And what a blessing that is. What a blessing. Sometimes we take it for light, but it's not light. It's not light at all. It is the single most important and precious thing, the most amazing thing that had ever happened for us and to us was our Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. And allowing us to have an opportunity to make peace and be reconciled with our Heavenly Father. And, you know, as long as we're in this flesh, it's not going to be easy to maintain. And so it's good that we have so much grace, um, that he offers so much grace to us. And we have the opportunity to repent Um, from our mistakes and to just keep trotting along. I love that his grace is so extensive and there's guidance in the word of God, you know, reminding us that this race of life is not for the swiftest, but to those who endure to the end, you know, it's not about rushing through life. It's not about getting everything perfect. In fact, you know, we He reminds us of that we're imperfect, but he perfect us. His strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. And that's a beautiful thing when we have a God whose strength is made perfect in our weakness, which means that we, the things that we think that we have to fight, the things that we think, um, is up to us to handle, to deal with is really not, is really not. God is handling it. God is taking care of it. He can handle it. And he, um, you know, he has our back. He's surrounding us. He, he is in so much love with us because we, um, we're a part of him. Um, and he's in so much love with us. Sometimes when I sit down and try to think about God's love for us, it's overwhelming, but it gives me this warm feeling inside. My stomach get hot, you know, like, <laughs> you know, it's like my stomach really gets all hot and bubbly. I get butterflies 
um, when I think about it because, and it calms me right down when fear would begin to rise up within me, just the knowledge of God's goodness and his love for me, um, the, the amount of it that parts of it that I could actually, um, contain is so filling that it calms me down and it lets me know that I, I'm going to be okay because I'm not alone in any situation. God has my back. And even when something, even when things are, you know, so precious to us and we feel like we would, we can't make it without certain things, certain opportunities are so, so grand. We can't, we can't afford to lose them, but really and truly God is the reason we have those things or certain people in our lives that we feel if we would be so completely lost without, you know, the point I'm trying to get at is the fact that God is the most filling thing, the most fulfilling part of our lives. Um, nothing else compares to his love for us. Nothing, absolutely nothing else compares. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about us and how, we are really about to step into the new year. The very next podcast episode will be in the year 2023. And, you know, I'm already getting my mind ready for it. And the way that I'm doing it is by just thinking about God and his love, because I could think about all of my plans. I could think about all of my ideas and the things I wanted, I want to do. In fact, I, there are some certain places, um, I really want to go. I want to do more traveling in 2023. I didn't travel much in 2022. And by all means, that was fine because God did some amazing things in my life far beyond my wildest dreams in the year 2022. So, I am looking forward to doing more because I believe that it's going to be an, a year of expanding for, for me. And so I'm looking forward to more traveling. Um, I'm looking forward to meeting more people. I'm looking forward to the new that God is going to do. And it's going to be new to me, but God already have it set forth. But my whole thing in preparation for this new year is really, um, is really just opening up my heart more to receive God's love, to receive him and spending time in his embrace. Um, because that's what, that's where I'm most secure. That's where I feel most confident. That's where I feel safest in the embrace of God. And the embrace of God could look different for a lot of people. It could look different. Some people, the embrace of God is when they are sitting, you know, in their prayer closet, that intimate moment that you're having with, you know, when no one else is there, you know, the embrace of God for some people is them sitting um, with family or, you know, prayer with family or, you know, spending time with family. It could be maybe the time that you take to journal. Some people journal. I, I enjoy journaling. Um, and for me, the embrace of God is 
almost a combination of a lot of these things and just me looking, kind of stepping outside of myself and looking at the many blessings around me and just getting, I step out to look, to really observe everything. And then I step in once again to, um, to talk. And that means like I pray in my heart, pray, you know, pray in my mind, like, God, I know it's you. This could have only been you, you know, as though I have a lot of those moments throughout, throughout my day. And I'm going to even be more intentional about my, the time that I spend with God as well. So I may, I will be having my closet moment, um, my prayer closet moment, and also my journaling. But, you know, I don't plan to be so, you know, I'm going to write my vision, of course, and I'm going to make it plain as clear as day. But I also, I love to leave room for God to be, to surprise me, to be creative. And I love God's surprises because his surprises, they always blow our minds, you know. And I, I want us to also, um, you know, trust Trust in God's ability to do things and don't limit him in how he blesses us. You know, sometimes we have a vision um, for how we want to be blessed. And so sometimes God has already answered certain prayers. And because it didn't come packaged the way that we are expecting or how we want, we reject God's blessing. So I truly pray that we are more mindful and more intuitive with God in, in, you know, the way he answers our prayers and us recognizing God in certain situations in our lives and how he answers us and us be receptive of it, you know, and truly just trust in him as he leads our lives. Because sometimes we sabotage ourselves and we cause ourselves to suffer because we are not seeing. Another thing I feel will help us in the new year, really, um, and it'll definitely, like, um, it's something, it's a weird thing, to be honest. And it's it's pretty much in layers. I would say it's, it's in layers because it, it will take us really spending time with God. And I always, I'm always encouraging spending time with God because I feel like that's the way we will get to know him, you know, through reading our Bible, through prayer, through silence and listening to hear him, through looking for him in our daily lives and consulting with God and all these things like through interaction with God, it's not one-sided. And, you know, and asking him for vision, truly his vision for our lives, right? And also being at peace with God's decisions in how he answers us. You know, there are many people who are literally struggling, battling with anxiety, with stress, with worry all day even when God has answered their prayers. And the issue is God has answered the prayer, but it seems too little. Like the way that God answered it is not good enough or it's not, 
it's not grand enough. And I experienced this. I, I went through this before. There are many moments in my life where God did something really, really great for me. And I was ungrateful. I was ungrateful because it wasn't as big and as grand as I imagined. And until someone pointed that out to me about my behavior, about like my discontentment with how God answered my prayers, and it proved that I was not in sync with God, that I lacked a prayer life that I lacked in my relationship with him. And they pointed that out to me. So I was, you know, all I was in the cycle of, you know, constant disappointment in my life. Nothing was good enough. Um, and nothing was ever enough. There was never enough money. Even when I wasn't managing what I had correctly in the first place, um, there was never enough, you know, and, and so that kind of would also trickle down in every relationship, in friendships. People weren't nice enough. They weren't excited enough. Um, you know, you spend so much time imagining things in your mind, envisioning things, these grand thoughts of how things are supposed to be. And that's not what God wants for you. And it's not to say that God wants less for you. But it's really, you're not ready for what you're envisioning. And also, what you're envisioning is not in line with what God wants for you, even if it's a great thing that you want for yourself. You know, even if it's this great, marvelous thing that you want for yourself, you want, you know, this promotion at this particular job you want. And that's a good thing. It's a great idea. It's a wonderful idea. It's a great dream to have. Of course, who wouldn't want more? Who wouldn't want, you know, a scholarship to a, a great school? Who wouldn't want to get married to the perfect guy or the perfect girl? And not only that, who wouldn't want to have that extravagant um, proposal, you know, Instagram worthy proposal or, you know, some Instagram worthy looking house, um, you know, beautiful out of this world type of thing. Right. But God, and how, how could God not want that for you? Or so that's how the enemy have you thinking when God really wants you to slow down for a moment, rest in him, because you're going to run yourself ragged. You're going to run yourself straight down a path of de depression. You're going to run yourself down in stress, wanting such grand and great things. And God isn't giving them to you, not because he can't, or not because he doesn't want to give it to you or you don't deserve it. It's just not in line with this time in your life. And it's not in line with the vision that God, hallelujah, has for you. And so if you would step back for a moment, spend time with God and let God, you let God lead you in your life. So when you pray for things, ask God, God, what do I, what do I need? Lord, 
what do I need? How, how do you want me to approach this? Because, okay, what if it's a job opportunity? Lord, how do you want me to approach this job opportunity? Is this the job that you have for me, Lord? God, I want to buy a house. The, the house that I really want that looks amazing is completely out of my budget. How can I approach this process of purchasing a home, Lord? And that fits into the budget so I could steward the budget that you, you've given me. And let God blow your mind in his will, in his will. Listen, I struggled with this for many years and it would hurt me because I was constantly disappointed with God. And the enemy had me thinking that God only wanted to give me less. I had this thing where I would think that God just want to give me a little bit. He only want me to have enough to struggle, like to just survive, you know, and there was a time like, you know, I was not handling my money. And so I would always be in a need. I would always need to pay my rent. Like the money was just never there. And then God would come through for me, but it would only be enough to cover the rent. It would only be enough. And I'm like, God never give me more. He never exceed my expectation. He never do more. And it would be like, oh my God, I just always have just a little bit. When God would give me stuff, but I wasn't paying attention to how I was wasting money. I wouldn't, I wasn't paying attention to how I wasn't doing things right and how I would only cry out to him when I needed something. But other than that, my prayer life was lacking and my Bible reading life was lacking. And so I was always in a cycle of depression and stress and worry because I wasn't, it wasn't a continuous relationship. And so it was in, I was inconsistent with him, thus inconsistent with so many other areas in my life. And then I would blame him when things wouldn't go the way that I planned. And it was tough. And so when that was pointed out to me, it, I started to cost correct. I started to work on me and work on God and and work on our relationship, not work on God, work on my relationship with God. I don't work on God, God straight, but work on my relationship with God. And, and, and then, you know, I started to see a change and I became content with my life, not content where I'm complacent, but content with how God was answering my prayers because now it was like, okay, God has given me this. Let me handle this right. Let me take care of this the right way. Let me be a good steward. Let me watch my mouth, how I deal with this relationship. Let me, you know, check my emotions when I'm dealing with these people. Let, watch me, let me check myself because now I'm more aware. And the thing is, when, once you're building a relationship with God and you're spending time in his world, word, you recognize a lot of your faults. You recognize your, your sin. You are often convicted and you're always repentant. <laughs> you literally live a life of repentance. Now I grew up with my pastor, my childhood pastor. I lived with her for several years. I was living in her home, in her house. So, you know, I had like that firsthand witness of, you know, a Christian person life. And I remember her just always repenting. And sometimes, you know, even in the middle of prayer, 
or you know, I would hear her because she would wake up early in the morning to pray, and sometimes you know she'd be walking through the house praying, and you know, Lord, I repent, Lord, and she and she just that was her life, and I used to be wondering what this woman have to repent for. She is straight up perfect, you know, in my eyesight, she she was perfect, like she was living this this life. But she had a relationship with God. And so she would often see her faults. And, you know, now that I'm, I'm getting there, I'm getting to that point. You know, I, I don't, you know, her level yet. You know, it's a work in progress. But I see the need to repent all the time. Now I understand why you, you're constantly, because you're in the presence of greatness all the time, you see something right with you. Uh, but it's also in love and you know that it's available to you. So you're, you're asking for repentance and he's taken away your shame each time. He's taken away the shame of whatever it is that you're struggling with, whatever it is that you once again saw wrong with you. And so now you got to go and fix. Because listen, it shows up. You're like, man, I got to do right. When you learn how much God loves you, the more you want to do right the more you want to get it together because you're not doing it out of self-hate. You're not doing it as, oh my God, I need to be better. But you're doing it because, wow, I'm so loved by God and I want to always be in his presence. I want to strive for sanctification and for holiness. And so, God, I need you to fix me. I need you to heal me. I need you to help me. I need you to get me to that next level. And so, you know, I know this is a mouthful, but I'm praying for your peace in the new year. I'm praying for peace of mind for you. I'm praying for a spirit of contentment because of alignment. So ultimately, I'm praying that you would align with God and through do that through relationship with God, through hearing from him. It's good for us to pray and to write visions and to do all of that. But I pray for us that we would listen in 2023. We gonna be the little, the little babies that listen, <laughs> that listen to God, that trust God with his movements, with how he answers our prayers, when he takes stuff away, when he gives us stuff, when he put more on us than we can bear because we don't gotta bear it anyways. When, when, it, when life gets too much, because in every year you go through different things. You know, 2022 was a wonderful year for me. I will never stop singing God's praises of how wonderful he was. But I don't know what 2023 is going to hold for me. But what I do know is who holds 2023. That's where my peace and my hope comes in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2023 is just another year for God. He knows how it ends and it's okay. It's just a matter of walking with him through it. Come what may, we must trust him. So tonight I say, or today, or whenever you're listening to this, God bless you. God keep you is my prayer. Um, you know, and have a happy new year. Have a happy, happy new year. Have a happy one. Set your resolutions if that's what makes you feel good. If that's what floats your boat, set the resolutions. You know, do all the things that you want to do or you think you should do. But in all of your doing, ensure that God is in the midst, that God is ahead, 
that He is leading you. I pray that you would be content. I pray that you would be happy. I truly pray that for that, for true joy for you in this new year. God bless you until 2023. Bye.